Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Every morning when I wake up, I see a man's penis I haven't asked to see. This morning I've had 37. This man sends me pictures of him doing handstands all the time. It's the ultimate disrespect. It's the ultimate thing of going, I think you're easy access and you're up for it. That's a clip from the new BBC documentary called Emily Atak Asking For It. Um, I don't know if you watched it or got to see it last night. It's it's a really interesting um, documentary. It's the former in-betweeners actress and she talks, as you heard there in just that small uh, clip of it, about her own experience of sexual harassment and she talks about the, the details, um, the sexually explicit messages that she's received, that she regularly receives and she talks about being harassed and flashed in the street as well. And it struck me watching it, do all women receive this now? Unwanted messages, commentary, even pictures, photographs, in whatever form it takes. I know from just my own experience, even after watching the um, the documentary, I've had pictures sent to me on Instagram, Um not exactly as as Emily described it, but certainly I know I've had photographs on Instagram um, from one person, one guy, topless photographs sent quite regularly, actually, from um, from sort of the, the waist, the torso up. Um, and I'd open the message and you'd see what it is and you'd delete it. Um, I've opened messages. In fact, one that really struck me um, just last December, I think it was, or last year sometime. And it was a guy telling me that he had spotted me on a night out waiting for a taxi um, and could tell me where I was waiting for the taxi in Dublin outside a Garda station, close to a Garda station. Uh, and that I was there with a guy. And I was, I was there with a, a colleague from work. We were waiting to get a taxi. And while there might have been absolutely nothing to that, it's only when I told other colleagues or friends the story that it probably hit me that, you know, I actually was a bit spooked by that. As I said, could be nothing to it. It's just that when somebody maybe knows you're where you were, can tell you your exact location. And I've had all sorts of messages um, sent to me privately. Others on social media, on Twitter, on threads, even to the, this particular show's page. They're still there to the station's page, to my own as well. Comments under videos and I actually usually never look at them but a friend flagged it with me one day to say, have you spotted this? Like, have you, have you read the comments? And when I did and I looked and I saw the extent of it, like I, they were, uh, they're just, they're horrible. Like, really nasty, very personal comments talking about me, my body, my appearance. Like, Everything you can possibly imagine when I when I look at them. Has she put on weight? Also asks one commentator, which then, of course, naturally everybody has to chime in and give their opinion on, on that. And that then, of course, attracts a huge onslaught of further comments that come with it, all public there that you can see. Um, and it's definitely got worse in the two years. There's no 
there's no point in saying otherwise like it has absolutely um, and I know I'm not the only one who receives this like I, my colleagues receive it colleagues in other in other stations friends that I talk to they, they they certainly get it as well I do wonder do my male colleagues receive it in such a personal way is it as personal um, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't want anyone by the way I certainly wouldn't want them to get this but I've no issue with people telling me they dislike me they dislike the show my style my opinion, whatever, that's all fair game. But I think when it comes to your appearance and your body shape, how you wear your hair, what clothes I choose to wear, whatever it is, it takes a very, very different turn and it becomes exceptionally nasty. And I do want to say this because I know how this is going to be perceived today. It's not all from men. The comments I get typically on Twitter and public threads Probably nine times out of ten they are from men, but it's the messages that I receive privately. The private messages that I open in Instagram or Facebook Messenger from people that I don't know, that I'm not friends with, that I don't follow. 95% of the time they are from women. So it's not an attack on men, not at all. I Certainly the, the bitchy messages that I receive, I would say the majority of them are from women. Um, and look, maybe sometimes the people will say, oh, sure, they could be from a bot account or something like that. But often I'll click into it and you'll see pictures then of that person who sent the message with their family and their children posing as well on holidays. And it's just it's it's pretty incredible. So when I listened and watched the documentary, I thought to myself, so I've experienced it. So many others have experienced it. But I imagine you, too, have probably experienced this. Like, it's not just people, it's not just, you know, Emily or, or other people that have experienced this in the public eye. I'm sure this is much more common than people let on. And I probably haven't, I haven't talked about it in, to certainly to this um, extent previously on the show. I've mentioned it from time to time, but I want to chat to people today about this. If you've received unwanted messages, comments, explicit photographs, whatever nature or form they take from men or women. I want to chat to you on the programme today. I'd love to hear your stories. 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to get in contact. Mary Jane is with me on the line in Cork today. Mary Jane, is this something you've experienced? Hi. Um, yes, it is. Um, it is something I've experienced and, you know, have been experiencing, I suppose, for a number of years. This isn't like a new phenomena or anything like that. It's like, something like I suppose at the moment and I was talking to the girls in the office um, today about it and I feel now like I'm nearly conditioned to it that I just delete them or whatever um, and the first time I remember it being quite upsetting um, I suppose there's a couple of different things I've I've experienced everything that you've experienced um, in terms of like you know pictures of genitals um, they're primarily from men I have to say I don't think I've ever really um, had anything too untoward um, from women. Um, comments about my appearance and stuff online, I suppose I put myself out there a little bit. I write uh, a bit about beauty and things like that. So the personal comments on my personal appearance don't like affect me, if that makes sense. But I do find the the penis pictures and the sexually aggressive comments sometimes are a bit like they're vile like it's you know it used to upset me but I'm actually at a point now that I'm conditioned that I think oh my god 
and there are a number and like you know there are a number of prolific people that are kind of known online for doing it and and you know they're from different countries and it used to be on twitter so i I closed my twitter and and only can get messages now from people that i follow um but my instagram is quite public and to be honest with you like i don't have a profile the way that you have a profile so I, i don't know how you cope with it i write a beauty column I talk a lot about beauty products, about beauty procedures. Mm. Like there's nothing on my on my Instagram. Um, I, like I do talk a lot about body positivity. I get called fat a lot. Um, I am plus size. Um, that doesn't bother me. Um, to me, like it's a statement of fact. I understand that other people might find that really, really distressing. And I know my family sometimes see the comments and it upsets them. And my friends, like I have one friend who goes absolutely mad every time she sees it. She's mm-hmm. like, how dare they or whatever. Yeah, and I'm like, I know, I know. That is actually, I would not like to be sitting in that person's head. I've had exactly the same thing as you. You know, I saw you in X, Y and Z bar tonight. Uh, I loved your green dress, all that kind of stuff. So I've I've experienced a lot of what you've had maybe on a, on a smaller scale. Um, but definitely I know... Um, the documentary last night, you know, w- was talking specifically about pictures of people's genitals and their penis and, and things like that. And I've had people send me videos of themselves performing sex acts. And like, there's a whole, there's a whole, I don't care what anyone does in their personal life, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I know that there is a, like a whole world out there of consensual um, sexualized messaging. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's grand with totally me if, different. if I was yeah. consenting you know if it was my husband or you know your boyfriend or you know whatever um, but like if, you know I think it is a real form of sexual aggression to come into somebody's personal inbox or their email and to send those kind of pictures without being at, you know when they're unsolicited that you know it, it's I don't understand why somebody would do it I can't I can't like there's a lot of things that I can understand in life you know I can understand people finding me annoying I can understand people saying oh god you're opinionated I can understand people saying mm-hmm. she loves herself she tweets selfies but I can't understand the psychology behind somebody performing a sex act on themselves videoing it probably reviewing it to make sure that their penis is you know, they're happy with or, this. You know, whatever, or, the, or that they've got the right angle or the lighting is right. And can I just say, they never get the angle right and the lighting is never right. And there's always somebody's mom's floral duvet in the background. You know, it, it's never it's never a professional <laughs> kind of job or anything like that. And I know I'm laughing about it and I shouldn't be. But like, you know, they've reviewed it. They've looked yeah. at it. They've decided that yeah, they're going to send it. it and then they actually take the initiative and they hit the send button mm. so there's a whole process this isn't like you know it's not a qu- it's, it's like it's not a quick decision you know that's taken as you say there's there's some time has been spent um, yes. put into yes. to thinking about this and this is these are people that you don't know Mary Jane you know yeah, these are and like you know uh, I'm and I would consider myself to be not sensitive about sexual content or anything like 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 but I don't want to see it in my inbox. Like, I don't want people sending me that kind of content or, you know, making kind of like overtly creepy sexual comments uh, on things because I'm not, that's not the space that I'm in. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 
No, and I, there are people that you know sell content and do all that kind of element of it, and whatever, and that that's fine. Um, you know, because but but even if you're if you're selling content, if you're get, getting unsolicited stuff, it's just not okay. No, I, I I don't get it, and you know, it is it is extremely distressing. And I look at my nieces, you know, who are who are younger than I am, um, coming up through kind of secondary school and college, and I'm thinking like. Oh my God! You know, some of these guys need to be castrated. Like, what is wrong with them? And what because is it going to be like in if this is where it's at in two thousand and twenty-three? I mean, where are we going to be in ten years' time? One hundred percent. And the other side of it, Andrea, is that like what what you're what you're getting is obviously I feel now as a forty almost forty-four-year-old woman that I am desensitized to seeing things on the Twitter timeline, like you know, genitals. Um, you know, kind of sex acts that I wouldn't personally partake in or whatever. And I feel like I'm becoming desensitized to that. I just scroll on by. Um, what is it like for, what is it going to be like for, you know, and I, I'm only seeing this now in mm. recent years, but imagine being exposed to that kind of sexualization from such a young age. You know, it's like, you know, for kids can be on Instagram from 14, you know, and I, and I remember my friend's um, daughter loves makeup and she joined Twitter and I just messaged her mum and I said, look, Twitter is not the place for her. She's, you know, she's only 15. I was like, take her off Twitter, leave her on Instagram, take her off Twitter mm-hmm. because I was afraid and she was following me and commenting on things and I was afraid then that all these creeps were going to like follow her and you know, I know, and it's and it's what it's what comes with it, and sometimes it's not even, it's not even when it happens at the time. I find with commentary, not necessarily photographs, um, but it's at the time it doesn't. You don't even read into the extent of it. It's only in the aftermath, or often I find it's it's actually when you go to tell somebody else that you realise, oh, maybe I should have said that to somebody or reported it or I don't know, flagged it with somebody or you know, deleted them or blocked them a bit earlier. Um, when you, you realise, I suppose, the, the extent of it. Um, stay with us, Mary Jane, if you don't mind. Elaine is on the line too. Elaine, have you ever received unsolicited pictures or messages? Yeah, definitely in the past. Um, I think Snapchat in the past was a huge culprit. Um, if you matched with somebody on Tinder, you know, you'd automatically then go to Snapchat and come a certain time in the night, you'd get pictures or even videos sometimes. Um, just out of the blue, um, sometimes even like mid-conversation about something else, um, and it'd be totally fine. Like there'd be no, no one would see any issue with it. Like, and you wouldn't even really talk about it. Then you just brush it off. Um, but if you if you say meet somebody on Tinder and then you get chatting to them. Um, not really on Tinder, but then if you move to Snapchat, definitely they, um, well, not everyone now, but quite a few would move to, to that stage very quickly. Um, and if they didn't get any response back or any, anything out of you, then they'd just give up and then they wouldn't speak to you again. So <laughs> not everybody, though, but uh, a yeah. large portion. Yeah. Well, is it more widespread than people think, Elaine? Definitely. definitely. I wouldn't be surprised if, if every girl... Um, in this day and age, has, hasn't received or has received one um, or more. It's really common and we don't talk about it. Um, young men seem to think it's okay, um, maybe because they don't get pulled up on it ever. Um, so it's definitely something that we need to be teaching people as well not to be doing, <laughs> rather than if I, I think if 
you know, they're already doing it. It's it's kind of hard to change the opinion, but um, really needs to be drumming it into young people that it's not okay. Mary Jane, just on that, like, and I suppose how widespread this is and, and the extent of it, um, you talked about getting photographs, uh, you know, the ticket, they're obviously they're, they're male videos or pictures you've received. Yeah. But I mean, even from the commentary, because I, I don't want this to be perceived today that it's, you know, it's, an, it's completely an attack on men. I talked about my own experience. No. I would say the majority of my private comments or the comments I receive actually tend to be more from women. Um, have, do you get that? Is it a mixed experience, well, demographic, like, gender? Like, I suppose, for, you know, comments on my appearance. Um, like I did have one person who was like constantly just and like I blocked her um, and then I was getting screenshots from people and I was like I actually don't care if she doesn't like my lips I don't care if she thinks that I'm caked in makeup like women kind of I think when it's when it's that when it's that instance women will go for you know her voice annoys me she doesn't write good reviews she's this she's that women will go for that kind of attack. And I think I think the COVID and the pandemic and because everything was so focused online and people were spending more time online, I think people now have nearly lost their manners. Does that make sense? I think like, like people feel, in my view, people feel because they've become, everybody's nearly on social media or people tend to be on yeah. some site or something, you know, whether it's Facebook or they were on Bebo or whatever. They're on something, Instagram, whatever it is, Twitter. And people are, I think, more used to giving their opinion now publicly and they're happy to do that. And then they reckon everything's a free for all. They can say whatever they like to whoever yeah, they want. And like, and like I, I try not to bite back at people sometimes, but sometimes like I'm thinking, listen, you're you're sitting like a lot of these, like a lot of the kind of anonymous thing. Um, and, you know, you, you'll have it more, more so maybe on Twitter than Facebook. I think people use Facebook maybe in a different way. But, you know, you will have people that, will you know, um, comment negatively on on something and it's they don't really realise that it's a human being behind the the negative commentary and the, you know, and women are 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 equally as bad um, as men. Although I do find um, the, the the sexually aggressive stuff is is definitely more for men. I mean, I've had to block one or two women. Mm. Um, but for it's sending time. yeah, it's it it can be it can certainly be be all genders. Um, stay with us if you don't mind, Mary Jane and Elaine. There's actually there's lots of you getting in touch with us about this. More texts coming in. People getting in touch as well to say they're actually appalled to hear that myself and colleagues, other uh, journalists that I know have received these kind of comments, nasty messages on social media. Oh, absolutely. I, I would just say it's, I mean, I just think personally it's probably got worse um, in, in recent times. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about the uh, Emily Atak documentary on sexual harassment, Asking For It. It aired on uh, BBC, the BBC doc last night. It's a fascinating watch. Um, it's the former Inbetweeners actress talking to viewers about the kind of stuff, the messages, the commentary, the pictures that she wakes up to every morning, unsolicited pictures, um, mainly from men and the commentary and the sort of texts that she receives and it's it's well worth um well worth watching but i'm asking you today have you ever received 
not just now. I don't just necessarily mean explicit pictures or videos, but just unwanted commentary as well online messages, texts from people you don't know. Is this how common is this? among people, men or women. I'm asking both all today. Uh, 53106 is the number. Laura is with us on the line. Laura, is it something you've experienced? So I got uh, an unsolicited picture and it was actually via text message um, quite a number of years ago now from somebody that I actually knew. Um, I had given no um, indication that I was interested in in, in that sort of a way at all. Um, And completely out of the blue, I got a picture of a certain part of his anatomy that I certainly didn't need to see. Um, and it just, it, it, yeah, I, I, it was completely out of the blue, um, completely, I, I thought he'd sent it to the wrong person, but as it turns out, he hadn't. Um, I, I just, I, I was completely flabbergasted at the time. But I think whenever you say that it's become normalised, I kind of think it has, because programmes, for example, like Naked Attraction, that are on the pro- on, on TV now, it's become perfectly normal to get your bits out in television. Um, it's really not normal. Okay. So you think this is actually in some way fueled some of this? I, I certainly do. Um, yeah, because, I mean, you've got that naked attraction one is the one that springs to mind. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you've got people in boxes, you know, revealing themselves bit by bit. Uh, so that, that I think it has normalised. It's not right. But I think it's normalised it. So I do think that people think that that's okay to do that now. And it, I mean, it's not. Well, I suppose it's one thing to, you know, in, in the programme you're talking about, to do that where you yourself have chosen, you know, to... Oh, to 100%. Yeah, 100%. To take part in, in that, position. Yeah, in that way. But in, in your case, Laura, it was different in that this was... Um, a picture, wasn't it, that you were sent? It was, yeah. yeah. yeah and did you say someone that I, that I you knew, knew. And, and knew quite yeah. well for, for quite a number of years. And did you, sorry, did you say, was it on a, a social media app that you received it no, or it, it, WhatsApp? No, it, or? Was a, it was a text message. A text came message that came in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. What, when you said, like, what did you say to the person when you got when Well, you got I, it? I sort of, I, I looked at it and thought, oh, no, I think wrong, he, wrong person. he sent that yeah. to the wrong person. So I did say that. I did go, go back and say, I think you might have sent that to the wrong person. And he said, no, 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 that was meant for you. And then I remember ringing him at the time and going, what are you doing? And he just said, oh, you know, I, I just, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've admired you or been interested in you for, you know, for, you know, years now. And I said, no, no, no. No, that's that's not that's not okay. That's not that's not all right. Yeah. And when you said that, how was that received? Well, he just sort of tried to laugh it off, but I didn't think it was particularly funny. Yeah. And was there ever uh, anything um, else after that? Any further? No, I, I I think from my tone and from the conversation we had, I think that pretty much shut it down. Mm, that put an end to it. Uh, may I also add, this guy was married. Okay. So that that did put it di- it didn't persist after that, but no, it didn't. Not not with yeah. this particular guy. He he. I think my my uh, reaction to it was not the one that he had perhaps thought he might have got. He's obviously done this before and got, you know, maybe a favourable response, but he didn't get a favourable response from me. Mm. I just wonder: has this got worse? Has it increased? I think it's got worse. Yeah, I think it's got worse. Um, you know, there. Uh, I, I know a number of friends that have used dating apps, and the first 
sort of conversations they have with, you know, certain people on those apps, you know, the, the, almost within the first couple of messages they send, they're asked for a picture or in turn they are sent a picture of the person they are talking to. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're essentially not a, not a photograph of their face. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, a lot of people think this is now normal rather than, you know, maybe chatting to somebody on those apps and getting to know them. The, the, almost the first interaction is, can you send me a pic? Send me a pic. Here's a pic. Yeah. And that's not, that's, no, that's not okay. In my mind, it's yeah. not okay. Yeah, no, look, and, uh, you know, absolutely, you've, you've your, your opinion on it. And, and you know how you felt when you received that message that was... I was flabbergasted. Yeah. yeah absolutely flabbergasted. Unwanted yeah. and... Yeah, very unwanted and very out of the blue. Uh-huh. And yeah, I think he'd done it before. I think it was a. I think it was a tactic that he had used before, and as I say, perhaps got favourable results. And um, yeah, wrong person. <laughs> I know, and you see, like we have, you know, when in terms of the legislation around the sharing of intimate images and and all of that. But I suppose it's somewhat different when you receive yeah. messages and photographs. Yes. Yeah, it's different if you ask for them. That's a different thing. But no, if it's just sent out of the blue. And and as you say, I think it has become mm. more normalised now because, as I say, the interaction on the, the my friends that use the dating apps, I think, you know, within, as I say, the first couple of messages is, can you send me a pic or here's a pic? And that's, that seems to have become the norm now. Not with everybody, obviously, but yeah. with quite a lot but of people. But it seems to be more, absolutely, it, it certainly seems to to be more prevalent. Um, or a, a certainly a much more common experience anyway. Yeah. I thought it was, yeah, was interesting to watch so, it. Very much so, I think so, yeah. yeah in the documentary. Laura, listen, thank yeah. you for joining us today and thank sharing you your experience much. with us. Thank you very much. Evie is with us too. Evie, what's your experience? Um, well... Um, I remember the first time getting an unsolicited pick uh, was when I was 17. I am now 35. 17. <laughs> so, yeah, I was 17 and I got uh, an unsolicited photo. Um, and um, like there's, I don't, I don't think I know, it, it might kind of like, um, like amongst my closest friends, um, a lot of whom would be activists and things like that, um, I don't think I know one who hasn't had uh, either a very explicit uh, text uh, or message online um, or haven't received uh, graphic images. Um, it's, it's really, it's been a problem for a long time, but it's kind of, I suppose, with um, online dating apps and things like that, um, it just seems to be getting worse and worse, okay. unfortunately. The legislation, um, you know, is just not good enough. I mean, I, I, um, there, I was last year, um, you know, there was a, a webinar online last year, um, that somebody decided to log on and flash, um, you know, that that this we were basically cyber flashed, um, you know, I went to the Gardaí, spoke to detectives for hours and hours about it. And, you know, between taking the statements and everything, we were having conversation. That's um, right. I remember this now, actually, when, yes, when you mention it, Evie, I mm. think, at the time. And do, is it, so you think it has progressed or it's got significantly worse? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Gotten, I mean, a lot, a lot worse um, over the years. And I think, you know, when a lot of the time online people will, uh, you know, 
they have a kind of this level of uh, being anonymous. Um, and sometimes I think that there's some sort of, you know, there's a thrill of sending these messages um, and these kind of images to people. And, you know, and sometimes they go, oh, it's only a joke. It's like, mm. it's not funny. And it's incredibly triggering. Uh, I mean, that cyber flashing incident um, is still with me. And unfortunately, uh, myself and the people who were in attendance are not going to get justice. Um, for this incident, okay. so uh, you know, it, I think so. You think we need to strengthen, yeah, strengthen the the, the laws yeah. around the, around the area? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, opposition TDs um, in 2020 put forward an amendment for the Harmful Communications Act, which I believe is the Coco's Law Act, um, and uh, that would have the amendment would have addressed the issue of cyber flashing. But then Helen McEntee said at the time that. An amendment like that would make too much work for the Gardaí because um, what, what would have been suggested is that um, that they would have to be, uh, you know, kind of like proof of mm. intent of harm and things like that. And that would apparently make okay. the work too okay. difficult for the Gardaí, which, um, you know, is, is, is kind of a, a ridiculous um, stance to take when this is such... I mean, it's happening to... I mean, we've seen it recently. It's happening to politicians as well. That's right. And, you know, even politicians mm. in government... And why they are not, um, you know, and this has been going on for so long, um, why they haven't done uh, anything by now is is mind-boggling. Okay. The, the government were talking about yeah. amending the Post Office Act of 1951 to address the issue of cyber flashing. I mean, it's just, yeah. there's okay. a patchwork of legislation. That's needed. There's nothing solid. Well, and the detectives on the ground have said to me that the legislation is not good enough. Yeah. And I will listen to them over the... the TDs. Yeah. Okay. All right. Evie, listen, thank you for, for sharing your, your story with us today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Now, a little earlier on the programme, we were talking about the BBC documentary last night, Emily Attack, on sexual harassment asking for it. Um, and she talks about how she wakes up every morning and she receives unsolicited pictures, messages, videos from men. And she talks about the sexual harassment, um, the kind of commentary, the messages that she receives in general online. And I talked a little bit about my own experience on the show today. Um, and we've heard from a number of listeners who've got in touch as well with the kind of messages, the comments that they get that they don't look for, often from people they don't know, um, through social media sites and online. And I've been asking you to get in touch with your stories and many of you have been doing that today. Edel is with us on the line. Edel, what's your experience of this? Hi, how you doing? Um, yeah, so a friend, uh, a friend of mine's younger brother's friend, uh, basically sent me an unsolicited uh, photograph of his nether regions uh, through uh, Snapchat. Now, this person um like i know my friend and our brother for over 20 years uh, i would have known this guy briefly during like you know teenage years mm. haven't spoken to him in years nothing like that all of a sudden snapchat comes through with a message and a photograph and um, when i see the photograph i just started laughing to be honest um i i, I couldn't believe it i i had a good giggle i didn't respond um, and i rang my friend and i just told her what the situation now to be honest, we kept it between ourselves, so we didn't go publicising it to anyone or anything mm. like that, but we had a good giggle. Um, and I just kind of feel like, you know, 
he's the, the type of guy that he is. He's big and he's brash and, you know, he's the centre of the party, all this kind of stuff. Um, and doesn't excuse sending any photographs to anybody. But I do believe that it's sort of a form of control and reaction, you know, that some people might get a thrill out of your reaction, um, you know, whether I acknowledged it and was interested mm. in it, you know, they would have enjoyed that. Or if I became really sheepish or offended, they might get a buzz out of that as well. You know, whereas personally, I just kind of laughed and I went, what an idiot, you know, I was mm. like, why on earth would, you know, I just I, I just found it hilarious, to be honest. Um, and I just wouldn't give them the time of day in the sense that, you know, I'm not going to use my energy to be upset or offended by them being in need to send me such a photograph. You know, and did you, Edel, um Did you like? Is, is it common? I mean, how how common is this? Do you think now? Um, for me, once or twice. Uh, that was the most, I suppose, unusual experience in regards to. I hadn't seen this person in over ten years. There was no conversation. There was no text interaction. Anything like that. Mm. You know, um, sometimes if you're having a conversation with somebody over text or whatever in previous my previous date in life. You know, they would ask for a photograph or send a photograph or whatever. And not that it's okay, but you're kind of in a conversation with somebody. If they say, hey, would you like to whatever? That's kind of the way it would go. It was never just somebody sending me a picture mm-hmm. out of the blue. Yeah, <laughs> like, not as the, the randomness of this. Yeah. And that seems to be a lot of people's, um, I suppose, stories or their experience that they've been sharing with us on the programme. Um, Sharon is on the line as well, Idel. Sharon, have yeah. you experienced you know, online kind of pictures, abuse, commentary from people? I have indeed. Hi, Andrea. Well, I tell you, my story is that I started my social media for my business 14 weeks ago. So I'm a social media virgin and I'm a stylist and style coach. So I'm sharing outfits and how to style different pieces. And I wanted to create a space that, you know, it's a positive space for women to experiment and have a bit of fun with their clothes. Hmm. And 95% of women have been amazing and decent and they're on the same wavelength. But there have been a few faceless idiots, is the only way I can actually describe them, who have literally criticised everything from the tip of my head down to my toes, my pronunciation of words. Um, You're literally pulled uh, and (laughs) criticised to, to... Within an inch of your life. Mm-hmm. Now, I've I've gone through uh, breast cancer treatment and I have, um, so I've had my mastectomy and, you know, you're dealing with all of that. We all go through body changes and, you know, it happens at different times in our lives, regardless whether it's cancer, whether it's childbirth, whether it's just going into menopause, whatever. And the amount of times my chest, my bust, my shape, everything has been criticised and it's very hard. I'm... I'm a 40 plus year old woman and I sometimes think, you know, if I was in my teens and my 20s, how difficult would this be to deal with? I have a strength of character at this age that mm-hmm. I've built up over time and it does worry me as, you know, why do these people think, why take five minutes to actually write a comment instead of two milliseconds to flip through and just scroll on to the next thing? You know, it's it's just it's it's unreal what's happening yeah. online. And it's it's it sounds then it sounds that it's very um, Sharon. It's very I suppose per, uh, personal 
commentary to, oh, to it's you. Oh, it's, it is. Yeah. It's, it's a personal. And it's words more than pictures and photographs and videos and all of that. This is text that you're receiving. For me, it would be, it's, de- it's text. It's text in the comments or sometimes you would get it, say, in a private message, a DM or whatever. And, you know, it's, like I said, 95% of women are amazing, are great. And, but there are accounts, now, it normally doesn't, this is the interesting thing, Andrea, it doesn't really happen through Facebook. It's mainly Instagram yeah, and TikTok. Yeah. And I think, and I don't know, because you try to figure out why is this happening? Why, you know, not that, look, my strategy is block and delete and I move on. But obviously something subliminally in my mind made me, it compelled me to ring your show to discuss it, mm-hmm. you know, so there's obviously still something But it's hurtful, there. Sharon. But... It's just, it's, it's just hurtful. hurtful. Do you know, it's, are, it's... Exactly, but they're faceless, Andrea, because yeah. some of these accounts are just, their face kind of, their, sorry, their name would be, say, a number. So it's a string of like 12 okay. numbers, or it could be an emoji or something. So they're completely faceless. And when you go into their account to have a look and see, are they bots? That was another thing that I thought, are they bots? But it's a very personal criticism, so I doubt it. But there's nothing you can't connect. Well, not that you want to connect with them, but you can't even see who these people are. Mm. So they're completely faceless. Is it a combination of men and women, Sharon? For me, it's mainly women. Mm. The reason I ask that, right, um, is Mm. because I know when when I, I've told a couple of close friends about, you know, what I shared with with listeners to the programme earlier today and my own experience of it. And... Um, they'll always say, you know, is it a man or a woman or who sent that? Um, and I would say that the majority of the, f- the the negative messages that I have received, the private stuff, tends to come to me from women. And my friends are always surprised by that. Always surprised that the majority of the, the nasty, the bitchy stuff is from women. Do you know, it is. And it's, it's just infor- unfortunate. I, I genuinely believe that when you put a group of women together in a room, we do, we push each other forward, we support each other, but give somebody a keyboard. Well, the few, the minimal few and the body shaming. I, I, I would be a size eight and part of that is due to my treatment. Part of it is genetic. Mm-hmm. I would love curves. But the body shaming and the skinny shaming that's going on is unbelievable. I, I everything there is, there's nothing off bounds. You know, have you found that? Andrea? Oh, absolutely, it's nothing off bounds. Yeah, <laughs> Sharon, how long have you got? <laughs> Good. I that's exactly. Yeah. It. Oh, there's nothing. There, everything from my accent, my tone, my manner, oh, my turn of phrase, my appearance, the clothes I wear, your weight, your, how you sit, my shoulders are up too high. You're not Donegal and all. Like sure, <laughs> I could be here for another hour. That's exactly it. I've had it too, and and sometimes I wonder, as women, are we just conditioned to deal with this and move on? Like you were saying earlier, are we conditioned to just deal with it and move on? Yeah. Where this is just something we have to do. We've all dealt with it in clubs growing up and, you know, in bars or whatever. Has it just now moved on to social media? I find, like, in I suppose in my own experience, and I can only speak from that. Like the in in the years that you know, obviously working in media for years, but it has got particularly bad. 
I would think in the last um, well it's got bad in the last two years but it's got, it's got progressively worse no doubt about it in um, in the mm. last couple of months and for whatever reason that is but and I'm not alone like I know that you know many many colleagues many friends that I know that I have in, in media experience the same but what has struck me today is it's not just people in media we're talking about this because of the, the former Inbetweeners actress and the, the BBC documentary last night but it seems to be so many women and so and it's not just women it's men as well it's everybody seems to be getting this unwanted communication from lots and lots of different people and that's why I said you know we've we've got to talk about this today um, and in doing that and I can tell from the emails and the messages coming in like it's it's it is so it is so frequent and seems to be very continuous and it really seems to naturally it affects people of course it does I mean it's a lot of the stuff is hurtful and it's terribly personal stuff um, and that's the bit that that's the bit that I think really impacts people as well. Sharon, listen, thank you for getting in touch with us um, for sharing your story too on the programme. Also, Edel, thank you for, for getting in contact with us. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.